0: justin
1: i'm allison
0: and this is episode 78 of robots on typewriters
1: yeah it is first i i was just struck by how that is like maybe the least like interesting number to me that i've ever heard like i was like Ooh, what's my joke about the number nothing like i i Yet, fun think fact, i hate it
0: 78 it fucking sucks
1: i think i hate Seventy
0: eight. Ah, oh, now that sounds like a pop song from the fifties. Where, like, <laughs> if you were there, you kind of like got the reference and, like, ah, oh, seventy eight was a big like chewing gum manufacturer. I <laughs> hate seventy eight. Anyway, what is robots on typewriters? What is robots I'm on glad typewriters? I
1: I'm glad you asked.
0: Oh no, you're not. I'm glad I asked. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. One of us is always glad, and the other it always, always tells lies. The truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I asked. Uh Robots on Typewriters is a podcast about computational creativity, algorithms, AI, machine learning, tensors, mm. transformers, neural networks, computer vision, <laughs> futurology. Oh. But like none of that used in an academic way, well, occasionally, but rarely. More used as an entertainment source. All of those high-tech confusing gimmicky at times things used to make us laugh and to make us smile to enhance our creativity and to make things of their own that are sometimes creative in our first segment the zesty hat we highlight creative computers and algorithms and neural networks and that stuff from around the internet uh, that segment, of course, was named by a random generator. And our second segment, also named by a random generator, the Trashy Toy is where we play a game using those creative tools from around the web. Yeah. And this week, it's my Zesty Hat. And it's a very special week that I think we teased two weeks ago. Probably, I think so. Uh, that is Proc Jam 2019 has wrapped up. Quite and a few we've weeks a ago, at this right over some of the submissions, uh, we did highlight one Proc Jam submission, <laughs> Joey's name my kid bot, but we have a whole episode devoted to Proc Jam 2019 today. Yeah. If you're not familiar, Proc Jam is the Procedural Generation Jam, an annual game jam uh, plus. So it's you can make games, but you can also make like art projects, or Twitter bots, or anything like that that uses procedural generation. That is to say anything that is different every time you run it because it's hinged upon random number generators or uh, other such generators that make things different every time you use it. So for my zesty hat, I'm going to highlight three games that were created for Proc Jam. And then I think we're going to also use a toy from Proc Jam. Nope, we're going to use a (laughs) toy from Proc Jam for the trashy toy. Yeah. So the first game is maybe a more traditional video game. This game is just called Hide and Seek. It's a small procedural game developed for Proc Jam 2019 by a group called Nebula Games. Ooh. Hide and Seek is just a really simple kind of top-down, two-dimensional, uh, it, it kind of looks like a Game Boy, like an original Game Boy game. It very much has that art style. Um, and it's super simple. You just uh, You get generated in... single screen filled with a few trees you're like a 16-bit character kaku and you're playing hide and seek with your sister ebby oh
1: this is so cute
0: so you can walk around the woods and uh if you think ebby is hiding behind a tree you can check that tree and if you if trees are blocking your path to get to a tree that you want to check you can cut down trees a round of it takes literally like 20 seconds but it's cute. It's uh, procedurally generated, so it's different every time. And yeah, you can check behind trees or you can chop down trees to like access other trees. But if you chop down too many or if you check too many without finding Ebby, then she'll run away. Oh. And if you chop down a tree that she's hiding behind, she'll run away. So it's up to you to just check the right trees Ooh. and find her. It's loud. Yeah, it also has some cute music with it. Uh, I muted it right away because it is loud. <laughs> it's super simple it's super quick um it's all open source and it looks like nebula games have a lot of other procedurally generated games and a lot of other interesting little games like this so worth checking them out uh they're at nebula dash games itchy io all of the proc jam games are on itchyo. itchy io slash jam slash proc jam so cute my yeah, isn't it? It's it's got a great little aesthetic. Yeah, it's, it's such like a Game Boy game. I think you'll really like the second game I have as well. This game is called Plant Daddy.
1: Ooh, like, <laughs> hmm.
0: You like both parts of that? <laughs> uh, Plant on. Daddy is an. Uh, I'll read the description. Plant daddy is an eminently laid back browser game about raising procedurally generated house plants in your sunny Chicago apartment Oh! your plants grow slowly in real time water them <sighs> repot them buy some furniture and close the tab and come back next time you have a spare moment
1: oh I'm very into that
0: yeah so it's just slowly take care of your plants uh, in real time It's pretty low maintenance. Really, really chill. I found Abby. But, (laughs) sorry, go on. Nice, congrats, (laughs) thanks. But I've seen some in some of the comments. People have showed the plants that they've grown, and you can grow some like really cool-looking plants, like some really beautiful plants. This is a another kind of simple art style, um, kind of minimalistic uh, sprite-based art. Super pleasing to look at and pleasing to play since there's almost nothing to it i love it um, as your plants grow they'll as they grow leaves and flowers that's the currency of the game so you buy more plants or furniture with the leaves and the flowers that your plants grow
1: oh that's so fun
0: yeah it's very very chill i'm gonna you can uh too. once you have a plant you can like pick how it's rotated so you can like see it a little better or like make you know interesting little angles in your your room You can repot it, pick the pot color, move it into different spots in the house. It's great. Uh,
1: When you open it up, it does say, welcome, young daddy.
0: Hey, I mean, you know. (laughs) You know. Sometimes sometimes (laughs) you're a young daddy.
1: Sometimes a family is a young daddy and a plant. Yeah,
0: sometimes a family is a young daddy and his collection of plants, which grow in real time. Mm -hmm. I would argue that they grow a lot faster than real time in that my plants have already, like, made some progress since i opened this uh but i think as this game gets so this is a demo and it's going to keep updating oh okay i think over time it's going to be a little more real time and there's going to be some sound and some new features in it this is made by brady soglin um it looks like he has a twitter account where he has some links to some of his other games. Oh, he also has overfull.itchy.io oh. is his his account, so you can check out other games Bradley's made. And finally, I think this will somehow be your favorite of the three.
1: Oh, how could they get better?
0: This game is called Tweet Dungeon. Oh. Jam version. Oh. Tweet Dungeon is going to be a Twitter bot in the style oh. of like uh Emoji Tetris and emoji snake. Oh. but this is a dungeon crawler, a little roguelike where you your character is a little smiley emoji. Um, it randomly generated into your world are things like walls and shops and enemies and other players. and you can move around your world. Uh, things like stairs might appear. you just yeah, it, in that the style so cool. of emoji Tetris and all those, There's like, so right now it's browser based. It's not fully implemented as tweets. But like those games, there's like basically a Twitter poll where you can like pick which direction you move or you can decide to attack if you run into a monster or something. Uh Oh,
1: Oh, it looks like Minesweeper. I love it. Oh, this is so cool.
0: Yeah. So I think right now it's not fully a Twitter bot. Um, If you go to twitter.com slash tweet underscore dungeon um there's just some updates for the progress of this game but i believe the goal is for this to be a full-fledged dungeon crawler of a game i just killed a ghost uh, in fact it looks like there have been some like demo games played through twitter so far
1: oh okay this is so good oh i I'm, I'm, i am a huge fan of this one and I just killed a yep, skeleton. So you can
0: find this and other stuff by its creator, Spencer, at stuffbyspencer.com.
1: Uh very, very, very good uh entries.
0: Yeah, Proc Jam this year, really killing it. Like really those were like <laughs> three of the first five things I clicked on, and they were like the the other things, like it's not that they were bad. But, yeah, like, this is everything like, in Proc Jam this year was awesome. This
1: doesn't even account for all of the like visually stunning things that people make that are kind of like uh, you know like worlds that you can like uh, like procedurally generated worlds that you can view there's like, you know All these kinds of like maps and where where was one that I saw that was
0: yep. There's always space. Yeah, stuff that's always popular
1: Like yeah, like explore infinite forests is forced <laughs> For forests. I
0: don't know it's f-o-r-s-t explore internet like farts it,
1: but... Exactly. Yeah um, but yeah, th- there's there's always stuff that is uh, made for Proc Jam that is like, wow, that looks like that took a lot of time. Um, but uh, yeah, we this is yes, a uh, very 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 good entries.
0: Yeah, people are creative, talented. <laughs>
1: So that being said, um, I am going to use another um, Proc Jam entry for our toy this week. It's going to be a kind of fun, laid-back toy. Um, we're gonna we're gonna sit back and plant watch daddy? some TV. Yeah, we're just gonna w- <laughs> we're just gonna play Plant Daddy, watch a plant grow in real time. You ready?
0: All right, let's do it, young daddy. Let's do <laughs> let's do it, young daddy.
1: Uh, I am going to be using a sitcom generator by Blue Rook Studios. So this can be found at Blue Rook Eo slash sitcom hyphen generator the description for this is enjoy episode summaries of your favorite sitcom that never was it's as simple as that it generates uh generates random uh titles for a sitcom uh, it's, it tells you the season uh and the episode number then it just gives you a little like TV guide blurb about the about an episode, and so you can either generate an episode from the same series, or you can generate an entirely new series with um, episode descriptions as well. But yeah, so I thought what we would do today is we would take some of these blurbs and feed it to um, a GPT-2 friend that we haven't talked to in a while, talk to Transformer, because... Talk to Transformer is very good at like uh, blurbs and uh, recreate and like continuing on like descriptions of media and stuff like that. So I thought we Sounds would just, excellent. yeah, let's just uh, feed Talk to Transformer some of, some of these uh, sitcom episodes and talk about our favorites of, of, of uh, you know, the long, uh, the, the golden age of television sitcoms.
0: You yeah, know let's the do golden age While <laughs> While get it one started I will explain what talk to Transformer yeah. is and and if why you want to pull up this, both
1: these things and do the same yeah, and we I'm can bringing switch back and forth
0: y'all. Yeah. so talk to Transformer is a website built by Adam King uh, where you can use GPT2 the open AI language model based in Transformers Transformers are a fancy kind of neural network which is a fancy kind of uh machine learning uh, procedure, I guess, or machine learning tool. Uh, A language model tries to model, uh, in this case, English, by getting lots and lots and lots of examples of English and then being able to generate uh, texts or discriminate between types of texts or do other things now that it has a a model presumably of like the English language. But I think uh, one thing I sometimes make some note of here is that uh, GPT2, while it's generally considered a, it's considered a general language model, I think it might sometimes be better to think of it as a model of a few specific types of language mm. based on where um, the language it had came from. So GPT2 got all of its data by like scraping the whole internet, but in doing so, some of the really really big sources of text on the internet are reddit posts and imdb plot synopses so gpt2 is especially talented at making things that look like reddit posts or movie plot synopses so i think sitcom generator like you said will be just a great way for uh talk to transformer to get gpt2 to generate some awesome movie plots or tv plots rather
1: yeah so uh the first uh the first series that uh sitcom generator has given us is the swapping guinea pigs do you remember the swapping guinea pigs
0: (laughs) no i don't remember was that an animated show
1: um i don't know it sounds kind of bland so this was season three episode three willie tries to tries various excuses to avoid meeting with an old friend with whom he no longer shares any interests willie leaves several awkward messages on a girlfriend's answering machine and then decides to steal the tape (laughs)
0: sounds sounds like a winner you know that sounds kind of like a seinfeld episode it's true Jerry, last night I left a lot of answers, a a lot of messages on my girlfriend's machine. I left a lot of answering machines
1: on my girlfriend's stoop. She's going to trip all over them when she opens her door.
0: (laughs) I left a lot of messages on her machine, Jerry. I got to go steal the machine.
1: (laughs) I got to go steal the machine. Um, so, um.
0: George, steal the tape. It's way lighter. (laughs)
1: George, just pick up all the tapes from the answering machines you left outside her door. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, talk to Transformer has uh, filled out some of the details of this of this episode um, that uh, were uh, left out of Sitcom Generator's explanation. Um, uh, uh, Willie finally gets to meet this old friend at a restaurant, <laughs> the one he's been trying to avoid. Finally, gets to meet him at an old restaurant <laughs> in his hometown.
0: Oh, yay! But he
1: and his friend. But he and his friends get a hard time at the restaurant from the local, local Yakuza gangster. Willie soon comes to his senses and decides to take the tape back, but he is arrested and taken to jail. Willie is soon set free by the police, who agree to let him join their group in a joint operation against the Yakuza gangster. They decide that if Willie can find a way to get himself out of jail, they will. <laughs> They will release him. Will really will you ever be released from prison? So, um yeah, the I think the the little like T V guide blurb really sold this episode short. It didn't even mention the, the the police drama aspect of it.
0: Yeah, this really seemed like it's a, a show about nothing, but in fact it is a show about everything. like ins with the Yakuza and the law. <laughs> yeah. It's a show about everything, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, the anti Seinfeld
0: um felt sign yeah
1: <laughs> i like that um they they the police are like listen if you want to be part of the police we'll set you free but you gotta find your own way out of jail
0: <laughs> yeah that's a normal like uh challenge bait instead of having a trial it's like trial by you know physical yeah feet.
1: jail is an escape room right
0: <laughs> Jail's just an escape room man <laughs>
1: Prison system's just one big escape room, man.
0: Jail's an escape room, and I'm just looking for the next clue. <laughs> um, oh, I don't have a title for this one, but uh, so the series just it it failed to generate a title. It says Object Object. Oh, but that's that. No, that's that's four, the episode, episode 17. That's the
1: episode title. I mean, sorry, no, oh, that, Object that's the, Object. Yeah, that's the series title. Object. I remember Object Object.
0: It's like Sister Sister.
1: Object, object.
0: I was waiting for you to do it, or else I was going to. <laughs> uh, object, object. Season four, episode seventeen. Brandon insists that his new girlfriend has implants. Oh. Not that she gets them; that she, <laughs> that has, she them. has
1: them on hand.
0: Uh, meanwhile, Daryl asks Lester for a pay raise, and Marvin discovers that he is woefully underpaid. Oh. So Brandon goes to headquarters to ask for one himself. <laughs> So apparently, Lester is just like abusing his workforce and not paying anyone <laughs> properly.
1: But he gave uh, somebody a raise. Who did he give a raise?
0: No, Daryl asks Lester oh, for a pay oh, raise. Was... Marvin discovers that he, <laughs> he is, is also underpaid. underpaid, and Brandon goes to headquarters to ask for one himself. <laughs> all so right. all three of presumably Lester's employees yeah. realize that they're underpaid. Wow. Uh, so right, with Transformer picked up where that left off. Meanwhile, Dale takes a break from working at the office to visit the local mall. <laughs> so not not that he's taking like you know a few months away. He's just taking a week uh, an afternoon off. Uh, quotes. Edit. Daryl. Hey, Marvin. Do you ever get to sit on Dale's lap? Oh Marvin, no. No. So that's one quote. Uh, here's another <laughs> one.
1: I don't like this workplace one bit
0: lester i can't do it brandon i can't be the jerk i can't be a jerk to the it. office that's Aww. like me being a jerk to everyone Aww. Brandon, no it's not that's like me being a jerk to the whole world lester yeah well i can't do that either it's not who i am Aww. then finally lester uh, uh the third quote lester i was told you're an artist brandon i'm not so sure also <laughs> brandon i'm sorry lester i know i'm sorry
1: <laughs> this sounds like a very earnest sitcom
0: it's like a very like emotional workplace
1: i like you know i like it was it was ahead of its time in that it showed just you know a bunch of men working together but in touch with their emotions and yeah communicating a bunch of soy boys other.
0: working in an office <laughs> a bunch and of occasionally taking the afternoon off to go to the mall
1: yeah i yeah i love it
0: a bunch of guys working together that just want to sit on each other's laps.
1: A bunch of boy toys named Troy.
0: A bunch of young daddies.
1: A bunch of young daddies and their plants. Oh, all these guys definitely are plant daddies for sure. Hell
0: yeah, they are. You want another episode of this one? You can <laughs> Please, generate a new yeah. series or generate I mean, more episodes. Yeah, give and me I like a new where this one's going. Yeah. Uh season one, episode nine. Okay. Brandon helps Early. Lester make a move on Marguerite.
1: Oh, I have a Marguerite in the one I'm looking at right now. When they get to <laughs> his crossover. apartment,
0: they well, we'll do that one next since it's the yeah. same universe. Yeah, it's a crossover episode. Yeah. Uh, Brandon helps Lester make a move on Marguerite. When they get to his apartment, they conveniently find a parking space right in front of Marvin's building. Oh, that's convenient. It's not <laughs> like convenient. It's not weird. <laughs> it's just oh, that's lucky. Yeah. Let's see what tra- talk to Transformer does to that. He conveniently find a parking spot right in front of Marvin's building that Lester has been eyeing all day. This oh, is wait, an that actually
1: of, is elevated drama.
0: This is an example of Lester doing what he thinks is best for the game. He uses the what's the worst that could happen scenario to help Marvin and Marguerite escape the fire and avoid the fate of getting evicted from the complex. It's an easy decision to make, but it's also the most important decision that he's going to make all game It's why we all love it, Lester. He can make the right choice and make it feel good for a little while. If he screws up or if he doesn't choose at all, it will still feel good. He is constantly trying to make a decision that is right for the game, but not so hard that he makes a horrible choice and then never, and it trails off. (laughs) Wow. What I really learned from that is that this isn't just a TV sitcom. This is like a, you know, interactive game sitcom. Yeah sitcom simulator.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what what is Marguerite's role in all that because she's she's in mine too and I and I guess where this is a I don't I think I don't know if she's like a um like a a character that was like a one-off in in your show so, or if, like my show is then the like the the, the like the prequel or the yeah, sequel. Yeah, so let
0: me run through it again. So Brandon yeah. was going to help Lester make a move on Marguerite. So Lester's right. interested in Marguerite. Okay. But <laughs> I don't like that. They they go to Marvin's building, because I mm. guess that's where Marguerite also lives, Marguerite and Marvin. Okay. Um, and Lester ends up helping Marvin and Marguerite escape a fire and avoid getting <laughs> evicted. All
1: in one day.
0: And that's, like, why we love Lester. So I guess okay. instead of making a move, he does the right thing by... I may, Okay, I see it. Maybe Marguerite is in a relationship with Marvin, Okay, and Lester was going to let the building burn down to kill Marvin. <laughs> get him out of the picture okay. and like get Marguerite evicted, I guess, so she'd okay. have to move into his building. Mm. But in the end, he saves them, and that's why we love Lester.
1: Ah, okay. So
0: Brandon's help was pyromania.
1: okay, I see, I see, I see. man, if you're like on the brink of getting evicted, if your building then has a fire, don't you think you could like, chill out on that eviction shit, like.
0: <laughs> Fire don't pay rent. <laughs> That's my Man. landlord impression.
1: That was pretty good. Um, so what I've got, um, I have a uh, season five, episode 11 from a show called Nolan and Sons. Um, uh, okay. Which also involves Marguerite. Uh, so the from sitcom generator, we've got Derek, afraid of embarrassment, asks Marguerite to take an IQ test for him. Nancy becomes a political lightning rod when the penguin wedding she sets up at the Pinky Furt Zoo turns out to be for two male penguins, which I do recognize as a thing from uh, 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 Parks and Rec, even though the penguin
0: I... wedding subplot.
1: I'm um, well, I think it's like in the first episode, which is why I know it because I've seen like the first episode of Parks and Rec.
0: I've watched a bunch of that, but not for a long time. I don't remember that.
1: I'm almost positive, but I believe I you. could be wrong. Um, so uh, Nancy becomes a political lightning rod when the penguin wedding she sets up at the Pinky Furt Zoo turns out to be for two male penguins. But Marguerite and the team manage to keep everyone out of trouble. When the team is called to clean up the spill in the park's and wa- the park's water treatment facility, the park owner, the park's owner wants the team to keep him happy. Hey, keep me happy. <laughs> when,
0: when, this sounds like an off-brand like. You know, B movie ripoff of Parks and Rec. I know.
1: When the team is called in to clean up a spill in the Parks Water Treatment Facility, this is the, it's the same sentence <laughs> again. Um, the team gets mixed up at a crime drama and end up at the local jail. <laughs> when they escape, <laughs> they have to find their way out of the city by taking a bus back to the Pinkyford Zoo. Nancy tell the team. Nancy tells the team what happened to. So I think what actually happens is Nancy's dealing with the whole um, male penguin uh, wedding drama, but in the meantime, Marguerite and the rest of the of the zoo team are just really having a time of it, having to clean up a spill. Then they end up in and jail. And keep the
0: guy happy. <laughs>
1: keep him happy. Yeah, um, that was his catchphrase. He would be like, "You better be keeping me happy."
0: <laughs> I can see why this show didn't make it to any of the major networks
1: yeah but it did have five whole seasons <laughs> um because it was this was a, in a season labor five. of love i think it yes, was like yeah. the
0: person who played nancy was financing and directing this whole thing
1: that they called her financing nancy <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i think and so this i feel like this might have been a a, a follow-up to like this show was a spin-off of uh object object um but, uh, uh, yeah, it just went on for too long. And, uh, you know, the, these characters that we loved from Object Object, like Marguerite, uh, just, like, really didn't carry the same charm anymore. And, yeah, they, they really lost the lost the thread. But it was a labor of love from Financy Nancy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it had some interesting ideas. By season five, they were definitely just ripping off other sitcoms. <laughs> There was gonna, no kind of subtext yeah, for exactly. them all working in the parks department. They were just like, I don't know, that's what the kids are into these days.
1: <laughs> um, I got a new episode for Nolan and Son, season 2 episode 21. Uh, Derek offends Marguerite's assistant. However, at the nightclub, Nancy and Marguerite get into a fight over their dating habits. <laughs> Interesting.
0: What do you think their dating habits are?
1: <laughs> I don't know and what like what would make them mad at each other about
0: it? You go on too many dates.
1: You don't go on enough dates.
0: You got dates in my peanut butter.
1: You got peanut butter in my dates.
0: That'd be a good snack, peanut butter <laughs> that and dates. That'd be a good snack. Oh, I got a really nice one. This this show is called Mildred.
1: Oh, love it.
0: My immediate idea for this show, before I even read the synopsis, is that it's about like a, a lady and her like, early 70s who like lives alone mm. and like has a good time. Like she's mm-hmm. just like living her life. Love it. Uh Mildred unknowingly is dating crazy Shane who has just uh, left a threatening message on Ray's recorder. Okay. Uh okay. I like un- unknowingly is dating him. Like she thinks <laughs> she's just like, you know, hanging out with him and he thinks it's dates. Oh no. Uh Mildred and Shane Oh, yep. Mildred and Shane argue over their relationship. Uh-huh and ruin the high school model UN.
1: (laughs) I love it, love it, love it.
0: Uh, So Right with Transformer picked that up and said, they argue over the relationship and ruin the high school model UN tournament. Meanwhile, Ray and Mildred's relationship continues to sour. (laughs) This movie is a remake of the 1967 film where Mildred, played by Julie Andrews, is Mildred Finch, daughter of the late Mildred Finch, played by Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. Ray's life becomes threatened when the mysterious crazy Shane, played by Vincent Price, appears in his <laughs> home to deliver a threatening <laughs> message to Ray.
1: Oh, he he could do that very well.
0: Ray has no idea that Mildred, played by Julie Andrews, is dating <laughs> Crazy Shane. As Mildred's relationship with Shane deteriorates, she discovers that he is actually crazy and he is actually trying to kill her and her family. It's not
1: just a nickname. <laughs>
0: Ray is then convinced to participate in the Model UN tournament to save. Are <laughs> these guys off. adults or not? Uh, <laughs> I think everyone's an adult, but Ray.
1: <laughs> Wait, what did he do? Can you read that last bit again?
0: Ray-, Ray is then convinced to participate in the Model UN tournament to save. Oh. So I think he has to like save Mildred and her family, mm-hmm. and somehow being in Model UN is what's going to do it.
1: But somehow.
0: <laughs> Mildred is maybe like Ray's grandma or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well,
0: 1967, Julie Andrews was like a young woman, but you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. They did age makeup back then.
0: Yeah. I really like this show, Mildred. I like
1: it, too. I kind of lost the thread of, like, what's the, so, like, Mildred is is or is not dating Crazy Shane, or is that even I think her? that's
0: the whole, like, the whole controversy, where she right. didn't really think she's dating Crazy Shane. Crazy Shane thinks they're, like, definitely in a relationship, and it's becoming, like, he's becoming more unhinged and, like, threatening her family now and uh, oh, no. he's vincent price she's julie andrews and then ray isn't the it, it's not clear who's playing ray and ray is like someone who had been threatened by crazy shane right and now he's participating oh, no. in the model Doesn't UN sound like tournament. a
1: sitcom at all quite honestly
0: how do you think the model un tournament is going to save mildred
1: I wonder if crazy Shane has something to do with the Model UN. Like maybe he might work at the school and like I was run thinking the that. UN I don't like that, but
0: yeah, I think he's a teacher. I don't
1: like it either. <laughs> yeah, I don't like anything about crazy Shane and his whole deal, but
0: yeah, so I think Ray might like, you know, join the Model UN so he can I don't know, get some time alone with Shane so he can like kill him. <laughs>
1: maybe yeah they're like going on a trip and so he's trying or to like use- maybe
0: okay i think like there's some big date coming up and like mildred's convinced that shane's gonna try to kill her on like Ooh. her birthday or something yes but that's right. the same day as like as,
1: yes yes yes
0: as like the state finals
1: Mm-hmm. and so and- if ray does like if- Exactly, yeah, and and gets them to finals. Yeah, the model UN team's been like
0: shit at this school for years. So, like, Shane, he's fine booking a date on the date of state finals because there's no way they'll qualify.
1: Oh my god, this is actually, yeah, Ray is
0: like the ringer for this team.
1: Oh, I love it. That's very good. I want
0: another episode of Mildred. I
1: know, do it. Give me one.
0: All right, Mildred, season two, episode one christine tries to discourage shane's romantic pursuit
1: <laughs> good
0: one of Leela's old college friends comes to one of Leela's old college friends comes to the infecting llamas all caps so i guess that's a a, a bar
1: sure yeah that makes sense
0: yeah that's that's it
1: <laughs>
0: okay uh I'll, I'll throw that one at transformer because it's pretty short You know what? I'm also gonna copy in everything Transformer just wrote.
1: What uh? What episode and season was the first the first one you did? Like, is this before or after the new one?
0: So this is before.
1: Okay. The new one is before the old the other stuff.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh no! There's a limit of how much you can even type in. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll take out a couple of paragraphs and then add this new stuff. You know, I think the infecting llamas might actually be like a like an inn or like a hotel or something because it's like one of her friends comes to the infecting llamas and like Hmm. to me that sounds like she's going to stay there. Sure,
1: yeah, I like that.
0: Uh, When I leave the whole last thing in there, there's just too much. (laughs) Like it it generates like half a sentence. Oh, So I'm going to just generate from this episode. One of Leela's old college friends comes to the Infecting Llamas. She comes to the Infecting Llamas for the same reason she came to the Infecting Llamas before, to find love.
1: Oh, The first thing we
0: see in the Infecting Llamas, infection and disease. (laughs) The Infecting Llamas is the most frightening thing we see in this episode. It is the beginning of the end for our friends. The Infecting Llamas is a disease that infects people with love for someone who has died.
1: Oh, Oh. (laughs) i am very very curious
0: (laughs) i am very curious if the writers were trying to portray the reality of how people react to this disease i like the concept the fact that this is the show that tries to depict the reality of the disease is i guess that is a a disease huh like yeah yeah falling for someone who's died so leela's old college friend this is all a euphemism that like leela's old college friend has developed feelings for someone who died just like she had before
1: Oh, no, this is so sad. This is, a, yeah, this is just straight up not a sitcom at all. This is like a soap opera. Yeah,
0: you, now as a soap opera, this makes way more, way, yeah, way more sense and like sounds pretty good. <clears throat>
1: I know. I am a big fan of it. What is this called? What's the show called? Mildred. 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 Now,
0: doesn't it make a lot of sense, too, that there would be a soap opera that's just about like a single older woman? Absolutely. Like, I feel like Dang. that's a highly untapped market for soap operas.
1: Yeah, let's fucking take it to. I was going to say the press.
0: <laughs> you say the press?
1: That's what I was. That's what was going to come out of my mouth for no good yeah. reason. Let's
0: take it to the press of Atlantic let's City.
1: Pre- let's take it to the press of Atlantic City.
0: Yeah, that's Mildred.
1: That's Mildred. That's the. That's Crazy Shane's catchphrase. Or Roy's it, catchphrase.
0: That's everyone's catchphrase. That's everyone's
1: catchphrase, yeah. Um, it was
0: it was like an earlier era when do you think this show was around i guess well it was a remake it's of the julie andrews yet. thing
1: oh okay that makes i a lot think of sense.
0: have you ever seen the the brady bunch movie the very brady no. movie no it's excellent it oh. came out in like the late 90s or early 2000s oh but it tries it's like plays it still does it, it's not set in the 90s it's set in like the 70s and like it Does all like the camp, over the top, crazy like Brady bunch stuff, and like plays it for laughs. Oh, so like it's me. It's highly making fun of the source Mm. material. So I think that's what Mildred is. It's like making fun of how like prim and proper and camp the source material was, but this was made in like you know the two thousands.
1: Oh, I love it. Mildred is my favorite show.
0: Yeah, I I really wish we could watch some of this. Yeah. Oh my god, I tried to google Very Brady movie and I googled Very Mildred.
1: <laughs> That's the movie that that they make. That's the movie spin-off about Mildred. Um all right, I got a new series here. The series is called The Feet, but spelled F E A T, like the, you know, the feet, not the feet.
0: Yeah, I got it. Um, I gotta. Geez. I got gotcha. you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I don't like this. I gotta go.
1: Season five, episode sixteen. Nathaniel takes a job at the feet to make Nanny feel guilty. Gordon and Nathaniel go to New York to party with Dwayne, who is having a lot of personal and professional problems. <laughs> um, I feel like
0: a lot of people in this, uh, in all of these <laughs> shows, are. Uh,
1: so the, it. Uh, uh, um, Talk to Transformer did something that I really like. It generated um, two more episodes. It it did uh, season five, episode 17, and season five, episode 18. Um, I'm a big fan when they do that. So uh, the uh, season five, episode uh, 17, the name of it is The Great Escape. Nathaniel takes a job at the feet to help Nanny get her life together. So before he took a job at the feet, ooh, this is kind of interesting. So if so, so the way the the two episode titles it, it are structured, like he takes a job at the feet. I imagine this like the feet being like an establishment where he gets a job. But now I think it might be a kind of like um, like a freelancing thing. Like I'm I'm almost imagining like a kind of like superhero like like kind of thing. It's like he picks up a job like like for today. Okay. Kind of
0: yeah, thing. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the first one in, in episode sixteen, he does it to make Nanny feel guilty. Episode 17, he does it to help Nanny get her life together.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) One time he, like, went out of his way to make her feel guilty. Like, he put himself in danger for that. Now he's, like, really going out of his way to help.
1: Yeah. Um, After a meeting with a female lawyer, played by Amy Rohrbach, Nanny becomes more suspicious of her client and Nathan's intentions to sell her the house. The lawyer's name is Marcy. (laughs) Episode 17, The Last Straw.
0: Wasn't Marcy our... our goblin no way that was something the marxist goblin
1: <laughs> yeah brain power the marxist goblin it's the what? name is marcy not marxie
0: oh i thought you said marxie never no. mind
1: Marx. i mean maybe it's pronounced marxie it's spelled m-a-r-c-i Could, yeah, it's we french can say it's marxie marxie <laughs> marxie Mar- yeah marxie um season uh yeah so season five episode 17 the last straw nathan has an argument with a client at the feet they break up but he's still working there so nanny that's it
0: okay wow so i i thought nanny was like his girlfriend or something and they had kind of a not so healthy relationship yeah uh but no he's in a relationship with a client but then they break up
1: i yeah i think nanny is like well wait is nanny the client i don't think so i get the idea that so like i think nanny is like a like her like the boss kind of like i think he goes to get jobs from nanny that's what i'm assuming um and so uh yeah so like and for some reason in episode 17 she was meeting with a female lawyer played by amy roerbach i don't know who that is i'm gonna google her oh she is a a television presenter for abc news she's the co-anchor of 2020 i don't know if she does a lot of acting work
0: (laughs) Mm, this is like a one-off special
1: yeah um uh yeah so she was The she played the female lawyer named Marcy. Um I totally skipped over this. Uh after a meeting with the lawyer, Nanny becomes more suspicious of her client of her client and Nathan's intention to sell her the house. Um (laughs) whose house and what?
0: The house that's the headquarters for the feet. The The house.
1: Uh ah, I like the feet. I don't need that on. Uh, I I wish say. we
0: had like soundboards of drops on this show, <laughs> so I could just play like I like the feet.
1: <laughs> um, I'm gonna generate a new episode for the feet. Um, oh.
0: Please, yeah. I I really like the idea. I I wish it wasn't like a a serial show like this. Like it, it would be a cool like episodic show of like just different people picking up jobs at I the know. feet.
1: Well, I think we might we might have one. Um, Hell yeah. Adele believes, this is season five, episode two, so it's same season, just earlier. Adele believes that one of her customers is her old, evil Catholic school principal, and she wants to get revenge on her. Nanny has everyone convinced that Bach and son's new fortune-telling machine can predict the future. This one sounds a little bit
0: more whimsical. Ooh, (laughs) I like a lot of that.
1: I know. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm imagining it being a kind of like comic booky universe, like almost a little yeah. Scott, like the the old evil Catholic school principal is giving me like little Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim. little Scott Pilgrim vibe. That
0: was the TV series they made of like <laughs> yeah,
1: baby you know, Scott before Pilgrim, anything interesting happened
0: when he was just a kid. <laughs> yeah, when um, he was just an even younger kid.
1: Yeah, <laughs> takes prior. It takes place like five years prior. Um and yeah, she, she believes that one of her customers is her old evil Catholic school principal and she wants to get revenge. So like somebody comes like, like she's like doing a job for the feet and her client is like, she's like, this guy seems really familiar. There's something very strange about this. And then she remembers.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I like this. The fortune telling machine is kind of <laughs> yeah. not not factoring in here or what?
1: Um so it sounds like she so okay she has everyone convinced that the new fortune telling machine can fix can uh predict the future that's okay
0: so it's it doesn't actually work but she's telling everyone that and they believe it
1: yeah and i don't she might believe it herself and somehow she has just really sold a good uh a good story here
0: yeah so wait if if it's a comic booky universe maybe she has some kind of like convincing powers or maybe Mm. i think it's like you know, she doesn't have the power to make the future happen, but, like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and everyone kind of thinks that she does have that power. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. When they hear something from the fortune-telling machine, they're convinced that she's going to make that happen, so then yeah. they end up making it happen themselves.
1: Um, Yeah, so Talk to Transformer continues. That night, the new fortune-teller is kidnapped, and they all go to Box House to search for her. There's an argument over which one of them will make the first move. Adele has a new idea that she's not supposed to tell anyone about, so the two of them pretend to be her kidnappers. The end of this season features Adele as an FBI agent dragging a serial killer in Seattle. It's a big long-term job from the feet. <laughs> uh, season 5, episode 3. Season 5, episode 3 is a strange episode in that it seems to contradict itself throughout. There are two episodes that allude to
0: the... So okay, I really like the solution. So the fortune teller was kidnapped.
1: <laughs> Which... I
0: like that the solution to that is to fake another kidnapping.
1: <laughs> Fight kidnapping with kidnapping. Uh
0: huh. The police are like, we'd look into it, but you know, it's just a one-off kidnapping. If it was a spree of kidnappings, maybe. <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> so Ad- adele has a new idea that she's not supposed to tell anyone about what does that mean
0: it's just a new idea
1: but she's n- who but who who's holding her to not telling anyone about it
0: she told the new idea to one person and that person was like you better not tell anyone else this idea it's really bad
1: (laughs) so oh you know what i wonder if so i i think what's probably happening here so at the end of the season features adele as an fbi agent tracking a serial killer in seattle i think they probably made it seem like adele got was getting like written off or something and it's like that big sad episode at the end of a season where it's like Adele's got to move to Seattle for her new mm. job. She can't work at the feet anymore in New York or wherever. And um, but that then like <laughs> yeah, and, then, and but what actually happens is they're setting it up for a spinoff, and Adele has like a whole nother show as an FBI agent tracking a serial killer.
0: Mm, yeah, and the theme song for that is "Rolling in the Deep." Correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, <laughs> and the the theme song for that is "Skyfall." They yeah, run into no problems sense. at all.
0: Yeah, I like I like the universe that's being crafted here. Yeah, the feet like Skyfall. So it's it, or Skyfall, Skyfall. So Adele's new uh, serial killer show. It's kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where yeah. like you know the feet is still kind of its goofy kind of superpower of the week, adventure yeah. of the week kind of show, and then this is more of like I don't know a gritty uh, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones like yeah 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 i haven't seen jessica jones but i imagine it's gritty
1: i was um, yeah i mean i was imagining uh <laughs> i was yeah 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 yeah. i like it a lot i was like I, I think i had jessica jones in my brain when i was thinking about this the feet anyway
0: <laughs> i i like the title of this let's see what the show's about uh this show is called the bed Ooh. uh okay as sam tries to back in however Someone tries what? to take the spot by diving in nose first. Meanwhile, Gene and Gene ditch the festivities <laughs> to hit Rippin, Ulrich, and Kings.
1: Oh, I am just fancy. That's a lot of chaotic energy
0: <laughs> Alright. So Alright, let's what, break this what's down. What is this about?
1: What is this about?
0: As Sam tries to dive back in, however, <laughs> someone tries to take the spot by no way as sam try okay hold on i misread oh. as sam tries to back in however someone tries to take the spot by driving in nose oh. first so that's just about parallel parking this,
1: yeah this is another parking drama
0: uh, and then meanwhile gene and gene
1: gene and Jean, love them do
0: you think they're like friends or twin brothers or
1: <laughs> yeah maybe yeah i don't know
0: Meanwhile, Jean and Jean ditch the festivities. Parking, I suppose.
1: The, the parking festivities. To yeah.
0: hit, and this is all capitalized. Uh, or, like, you know, first letters all, yeah. are all capitalized. Rippin', Ulrich, and Kings.
1: <laughs> Rippin', Ulrich, and Kings.
0: It sounds kind of like a... Like, a concert venue? Not really. No, it doesn't. Olrick's no, like giving a me that
1: concert or like a festival? Like a
0: yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like a festival, but it also just sounds like a law firm.
1: <laughs> a law firm with a party vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah, ripping and kings. <laughs> and Ulrich. Have you been injured? All right, let's see what you, transformer have or a relative does with been this. You injured
1: in an accident. Hell yeah, dude! Got your back. <laughs>
0: No way, bro. (laughs) Have you or a loved one been exposed to mesothelioma? Was it sick as fuck?
1: (laughs) Yo, pass me some of that shit. (laughs) Mesothelioma, that is.
0: Right, right. With Transformer says, to hit Rip and Ulrich and Kings. Jean decides to take the lead, but the road is blocked. This proves to be a good (laughs) opportunity for. It it is just a yeah. It's a parking and traffic drama. Uh, This proves to be a good opportunity for the kids to show off their skills and make some friends. Oh, (laughs) That's their skill. They're just Just friendly, Gene and Gene. They're good at making friends. They're like uh, Fred and George Weasley. They're twins. They're kind of pranksters, but they're really, you know, affable friendly. Oh, love them. Kids, make some friends. They decide that they will all ride bikes in the carpool lane, but not until it's dark so nobody can see them. (laughs) really awful idea
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there's something really funny about that it's like hey tonight we're gonna go out bike riding in the carpool lane oh no way
0: <laughs> what if we get in trouble don't worry we'll do it when it's really dark so no one <laughs> no sees one can us.
1: See us the carpool lane is only open during rush hour so it'll be fine. <laughs>
0: Uh, they are so excited to get started that they don't even think of the consequences of what will happen when they're out riding in the carpool lane. Oh but no! that doesn't stop them from getting in trouble.
1: <laughs> what will happen? What are the consequences? I gotta know. I guess I gotta. Oh wow! Well, this becomes
0: this quickly becomes a crossover episode because oh. the next line is Sam and Dean have been tracking Sam. <laughs> oh no! And they are unable to catch up to him and the gang and chases them down. They eventually find Sam in the parking lot of a motel where Sam is still trying to convince Dean that angels are real when he Aww. is finally able to convince Dean. So Sam and Dean from Supernatural <laughs> are tracking Sam, the protagonist of this parking and traffic oh, drama.
1: It's a Sam mix-up.
0: Uh, my So yeah, this, this show has five characters. Four of them are named either Sam or Gene. Sam,
1: Sam, Sam, Dean, Gene, <laughs> Gene.
0: <laughs> it's really straightforward and easy to follow.
1: Wanna, I want one of those shirts that says
0: Sam, <laughs> Sam and Sam and, Sam and, and Dean and Gene and Gene and Dean. They they find Sam in the parking lot of the motel, and they're that's yeah. So they ride their bikes into the motel oh, oh. parking lot, and that's where they stumble on Sam and Dean, I guess.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So wait, what is? So I have a I have a bunch of questions. I have no, a lot of questions. Really? <laughs> What is the relationship between Sam, the protagonist, and Jean and Jean?
1: Uh, I was I was assuming they were just like friends. Like they were just like friends hanging out. Is there anything to make you think otherwise?
0: Well, I thought Jean and Jean are like kids.
1: Uh, I, yeah, yeah. But is Sam not? But
0: Sam's driving, right?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so bad at parking.
0: Is Sam okay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just a world populated by only children and the cast and of Supernatural. And the Winchesters. <laughs> yep. Um, my Very other weird. major question is: What is the significance of the name of this series, The Bed?
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh shit. <laughs> oh fuck. Maybe. Uh. I don't know. I don't know at all. And I kind of don't want to know.
0: Do you think this is all like? Maybe no. Like
1: maybe it's take. So maybe the bed is a kind of like I'm. I'm. This is a little. Uh, this is a little uh, lofty. But stick with me. I'm imagining the bed is like kind of this plane that they've all found themselves on. Maybe it's like the bed is this kind of like in between universe where it's like if you drive too yeah, fast and gotcha. you drive you ride your bike too fast in the carpool lane, you'll enter the bed.
0: Oh no! I think I know what the bed is. Oh no! What is it? I think the bed is like kind of a metaphor for like being in a hospital bed. Oh and this is like a child, or like collectively, like a children's hospital's like comatose hallucinations.
1: Oh, no. this is that is very sad.
0: And that's why they have the Winchesters that, because, like, yeah, one of the like, like Sam's parents are watching Supernatural oh. in his room. Yeah. So that's why the characters are uncreatively named too. Like, this is just yeah. Sam's like imagination yeah. of like Gene and Gene and like, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, poor Sam. Very sad. Okay. The bed. <laughs> the bed. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got one more. Maybe I'll do this. Yeah, bring the mood back up, please. I I hope so. I don't know about that though. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this uh, the series is called The Pampering Snakes, season one, episode nineteen. Jeffrey fears that an inappropriate comment he made at a dinner party caused his relative's subsequent death she then she then uh, I wrote it wrong she then dumps Connor after he i said she dumbs connor she, <laughs> she then dumps Connor after he and Kate create a scene at her press conference um big fan of uh, uh, a female character named Jeffrey or at least a character named Jeffrey that uses she her pronouns. So Jeffrey is somebody who so had a press conference. So her like her friends, no, her boyfriend Connor and friend Kate created a scene at her press conference. So she's somebody who would have a reason to have a press conference. What do you think it is about?
0: All right. So the show is called The Pampering Snakes. Correct. And there was a press conference. Mm-hmm. The Pampering Snakes. I think this is like a kind of high end like celebrity like resort but like kind of new agey kind of place.
1: I I might I well so something <laughs> something has happened. Um no, I in in the in Talk to Transformer um they refer to the pampering snakes. So um <laughs> so it continues, the description of episode 19 continues. He also dopes up Connor's father, a doctor who was forced to resign. And he lets his own son's girlfriend go on a rampage, but he doesn't have the nerve to confront her, especially when he could save himself. Episode er, Season 1, episode 20... Jeffrey becomes convinced that one of the pampering snakes is involved in his family's death. He tries to protect his children from the wrath of the pampering snake, but it seems they've had enough of him and they go after him. Wait, two
0: episodes later, now Jeffrey's using the other pronouns? That's completely okay in today's modern (laughs) society.
1: Uh, It's clear that Jeff's daughter was the pampering snake, but it's not clear how Jeffrey... So the pampering snakes are... uh... Yeah.
0: are literal snakes
1: literal snakes okay are are they're dirty dirty snakes of people so jeffrey's so are, my what, is...
0: what i was thinking and i don't think this had i think this only furthers my assumption of what this place was so okay. like i saw it as like this kind of spa like mm-hmm. retreat that like uh you know the world's elite go to mm, when they pampering like, snakes yeah, yeah, like okay. they go away there for a weekend and it's like all kinds of like, you know, acupuncture and massage and all that stuff. And like the the final treatment you get there is the pampering snakes where like oh. it's just like live pythons bite you. Oh,
1: very bad. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. And now he's convinced indeed. that like, wait a second, did the snake bites hurt someone? <laughs>
1: Okay. And so the, honestly that this, this is a perfect reason for a press conference cuz clearly something went wrong. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of kind of shadow and mystery surrounding the pampering snakes, but like uh you know, he's Jeffrey's pretty well protected here, like there won't be legal consequences, but like it it's just bad PR when someone dies in your resort that's populated by snakes.
1: Um, I generated another episode. So this is season three, episode 22. Jeffrey has decided- Much later. Much later. Jeffrey has decided he's made a terrible mistake in breaking up with Lula. Connor visits a psychic who predicts trouble on his upcoming trip. Okay.
0: Uh Uh-oh. I think (laughs) so. This tells me that, like, Connor and Jeffrey have long since not been a thing. Yes. Um, But- for Connor to be in the episode again. So I feel like he was kind of like written off somewhere in like late season one, early season two. Yeah. But now he's kind of being written back in and his mm. upcoming trip is- It's to is, the
1: pampering snakes.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you might be able to guess where I'm <laughs> heading with that one.
1: <laughs> I did. You did. Let me put this- in Yeah,
0: this so one. Connor, yeah. The, the whole drama of this is like, uh, Jeffrey knows it's going to be trouble when Connor arrives and- He's not in a relationship anymore because, you know, um, old feelings um, die hard. Is that, that's not the same.
1: Old feelings die hard. That's the, that's the, um, the title of the upcoming die hard movie.
0: Yeah. It's a Valentine's Day die hard (laughs) instead of Christmas this time. Yeah.
1: Die hard is a Valentine's Day movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Die hard with, die hard for old flame. Uh, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah. Connor's going to come to the Pampering Snakes. Like, presumably to like you know investigate or like to check out how bad things have gotten over the years because like you know more and more people have died um Uh,
1: yeah oh sorry go on
0: but the the trouble of the whole thing is that now you know jeffrey's in a pretty vulnerable state with all the bad pr now he's single again because he just broke up with lulu and connor's back and you know old old snakes die hard or whatever
1: there is, some, Old Snakes Die Hard, yeah. Um, there is some great shit happening uh, in Talk to Transformer. Um, so that was season that was season three, episode 22. Immediately, Talk to Transformer goes on to season three, episode 23. Jeffrey has a flashback in which he is talking to a young preteen girl named Amy who is obsessed with a boy who she refers to as, quote, Big Ben. She says that he, quote.
0: Yes. She
1: says that he, quote, <laughs> He, quote, looks like a lion, and he's so strong, and he's a strong warrior, and he's going to save our town. That's it. That's that's episode 23. Episode 24, Connor is visiting a psychic to find the truth about Big Ben's death. Oh, my God, the confluence of Connor coming. Oh, my God. Um, Ooh. This is good. I
0: imagine there's a lot of psychics like in residence at the yes. Pampering Snake, so <laughs> yeah. now he's there, but also seeing a psychic. Holy
1: <laughs> hell. <laughs> oh is visiting a psychic to find the truth about big ben's death but the psychic tells him that big ben's fate was already sealed when he was a baby and that he quote went crazy and ate a banana quote (laughs) that's the episode season three episode 25 jeffrey decides the two of them that the two of them talk face to face in order to save lula connor is worried about how much he's going to hurt oh my god There is so much good shit here. Okay, um, so there, all right. First a lot question of, yeah. is:
0: Big Ben an actual lion?
1: I don't think he. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think he's just a boy, but he looks like a lion. Um, so he looks. I like... I think
0: he's an actual lion, okay. and we all this time don't know that, but uh, we had that little quote.
1: <laughs> so what we're actually facing here? So so Big Ben was. <laughs> so and that I mean. If a lion, like, ate a banana, that would be pretty crazy for a lion to do. Um, Yeah, like, especially
0: if he peeled it. (laughs) That
1: would be crazy, man. Um, So Big Ben was killed. So that's the thing. Um, So there's some, like, time bending here. Not time bending. Like, there's, like, you know non yeah, flashbacks and and yeah, flash yeah, yeah. And stuff. so like he has a flashback to to this girl amy telling him how obsessed she was with big ben and then like but here in, in the present big ben has been killed and we know that and we're trying to figure out how and why or i don't know yeah
0: and like clearly to us the audience like he was also bitten by a snake and died mm, like there's yeah. no mystery to any of these deaths right but but, like, but so jeffrey's I think... been so sucked into this whole like uh what is it striking vipers that's black mirror (laughs) pampering pampering pythons pampering snakes
1: Pampering pythons would have been better i think that's probably a running joke in the show where it's like man you could have gone for the alliteration but no
0: yeah Uh, everyone's like oh welcome to the soothing snakes and he's like it's the pampering snakes
1: (laughs) um uh so this is this is how connor got written back into the show because connor has a connection to big ben and when big ben died at the pampering snakes connor's like he visits a psychic to try to figure out you know the truth and then he's like oh, gotta go back to the pampering snakes i said i'd never go back
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah. yep connor is his you know his new age thing of choice is visiting psychics but yeah. also like yeah he's somewhat of a psychic detective and he's been starting to bring down the whole pampering snakes like is oh, just a god. is just a cult of like people paying each other to get bit by snakes.
1: But he's gonna go back and he's gonna see Jeffrey's face one time, and it is not gonna go. It's gonna hurt. Oh my god! It's gonna hurt.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I
0: Jeffrey's a snake.
1: <laughs> I'm really into this show. Um,
0: this is a real melodrama too. Yeah. I think this is also a soap.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! I love this. Um, I would
0: argue almost all the shows we've looked yeah, at so far are soap operas and have not been sitcom. very
1: funny. Um, <laughs> okay, well that's that's enough TV for us today, I think.
0: Yeah, the streaming wars have been won by Sitcom Generator and Talk to Transformer. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're free. Don't even they're they're just
0: they're free. Yeah, no no sign up costs. Yes. Yeah. you don't have to pay eight dollars a month. No. Uh mandalorian more like yep talk to transformerian
1: Ooh, good one thanks um more like
0: pampering snakes
1: (laughs) um so yeah so that was um sitcom generator by blue rick studio Blue rick
0: (laughs) oh i like that
1: (laughs) blue rick is a is another sitcom or another (laughs) gritty drama um blue oh
0: it's like uh it's a yeah it's a gritty drama but it's a sequel to the british uh, Children show blue peter <laughs> one day you graduate to blue rick
1: <laughs> very weird concept um uh blue rook studios you can find it on itch.io and the proc jam site as well and the proc jam itch.io um uh it's a super fun thing to play around with and talk to transformer is talk to com by um adam daniel king who is at adam daniel king on twitter um We should give one
0: more big thank you to Proc Jam. Oh, yeah. You can find all Proc Jam, everything at procjam.com. This Proc Jam, Proc Jam will keep on going on, of course. Uh, It's an annual tradition. Um, This year it was organized by Mike Cook as well as a bunch of other lovely people. I think Mike Cook is stepping down this year. This is his final proc jam in charge, Mm -hmm. and he did a great job with uh, the two that happened in the robots on typewriters life cycle. Yeah. So...
1: And we've said, um, I think we've said before, but um, Mike Cook uh, has been looking for help in organizing programs. So if that's something that you would be interested in helping out with in the future, please let him know because um, it's a great thing that happens and um, more hands on deck could only make it better. So
0: to be clear, you don't need to know how to cook or use a mic.
1: <laughs> Though it could help.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it can't hurt. Uh yeah, so go (laughs) I I highly encourage everyone go to proc jam twenty nineteen. Nope, procjam.com and check out the itchio page for proc jam twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, if you would like to uh send us any of your favorite sitcom episodes from sitcom generator, uh please do, and you can do that uh by sending them to robots at batcamp.org, and you can also tweet at us at robot typewriter. And we live on a website called Backcamp, and our video song, hoo, our theme song, is a song called "Video Challenge" by Automata Gucci.
0: You watching anything this weekend?
1: Um, I actually, yeah, I am I'm, I'm gonna be um th- so yeah yeah oh yeah um I was thinking about watching um what, I was thinking about diving back into season three of one of my favorite shows, The Bypassing Tarantula. Um, the
0: Hold one- on. Is that the by space passing space tarantula?
1: <laughs> I I hope I'm bypassing. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um. Uh. It it is now. Um. Uh, my, one of my favorite episodes is um is season three episode thirteen. So I'll probably jump in on that one. Jason tries to put together a campaign theme song. A jealous Dolly agrees to have her portrait taken by an arrogant eccentric artist, even though Chris can't stand the guy and forbids her to do it.
0: Classic, Molly or Dolly. Dolly. Or whatever you say. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is just like a bunch a a sitcom about a bunch of like artists in the city or something they're you know Jason's trying to write his his big jingle (laughs) Jealous Dolly is this
0: is what I thought Girls was about
1: oh is it not
0: I don't know what Girls was about I didn't watch it
1: (laughs) me neither maybe it's the bypassing tarantula it's that was the
0: (laughs) working title
1: that yeah that yeah Girls is about a bunch of bypassing girls (laughs)
0: Now, bypassing, is that like I'm bi, but I pass as functional?
1: <laughs> I was thinking of it more like, you know, you look at me and you can tell. That's what I hope for every day, but I know. If
0: you can look at someone and tell they're bi, does that mean they're passing or not passing?
1: It means they're pa- it means like you're passing. It's like you're being, this is a good conversation to have right now. At <laughs> the <laughs> end.
0: Brr, 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 brr.
1: Brr, brr, brr,
0: Jerry, I'll beep to you next boop.
1: <laughs> you can't beep to me next boop, Jerry. Yeah, bring the mood back up, please. I I hope so. I don't know about that though. Take my that, life, though. please. <laughs> take my life. I forgot. <laughs> I I
0: was so I thought about that joke funny, yesterday and loved it all over again.
1: <laughs> please, take my life.
0: <laughs> all of us go through some hard times. I mean, <laughs> take my life, please.